Welcome to On Texas Football. I'm Bobby Burton, your host, joined today by Eric Nalin, publisher, InsideTexas.com. It's our weekly episode of State of the Program. Uh, this is the one time a week that Eric and I get together and discuss not just uh, the week's coming game or the past week's game, but really uh, the entirety of uh, Texas football. Of course, during football season, it does have a week-to-week feel to it. Uh, Eric, I, I want to start. Uh, thank you for joining us, first of all. Uh, but I want to start really uh, about the quarterback situation at Texas because that is the number one question on everyone's mind right now. Uh, give us an update uh, to the best of your knowledge what's going on uh, behind center uh, for the Longhorns. Hey, well, Sark, uh, Sark basically said everybody's day to day, which, you know, aren't we all? That was the old joke on Sports Center. Um, you know, they're listed day to day, but we all are. <clears throat> you know, we don't expect Quinn Ewers to play. I think it's going to be a game time decision between uh, Card and Charles Wright. Um, I've got a feeling which way that's going to go, but I don't want to share that and bring the ire of the whole program. And, you know, there's no there's no point in letting that out. So, that, you know, either way, they're going to need a game manager performance uh, from either one of them because either H- Hudson's not going to be healthy. Uh, or Wright is going to be making his first start in a pretty big environment. That's a daunting environment. He's still a very young quarterback. So, uh, you know, they, they just need to get a game manager performance out of that position. I, I think that the, they should because they've, they've got advantages everywhere else. Um, State of the program is brought to you by Wix Law. Uh, if you've suffered a real personal injury and need to recover real compensation, uh, you need a real lawyer. Call Paul Wicks. Uh, with Wixlaw.com. Wixlaw can handle your car wrecks, truck wrecks, or other personal injury claims. The thing about Paul is that you're not going to call and get a, a call bank. Uh, you'll actually get a real lawyer if you dial 972-473-6900. That's the difference with Wixlaw and other uh, attorneys. All right, um, Eric, I, I'm talking to you now about, you know, we talked a little bit about Charles Wright and his ability uh, we've also talked about whether or not Hudson Card is uh, possible go for this weekend. Uh, my 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 other question is: Does Texas suffer a letdown this week? Um, obviously, 105,000 screaming fans, people showing up at 6 a.m. to get drunk basically before an 11 a.m. start yeah. is new uh, to the Texas fan base. This game's at seven at night. Uh, it's going to be a di- different type of atmosphere. So is this a different type of Texas team we see, or do we see a sustained effort that that we saw last week against the the Crimson Tide? This episode is brought to you by Hyperice, the leader in advanced warm-up and recovery technology. They have tons of innovative products, like Venom-heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at hyperrice.com. You know, I think where that's going to matter most is on the defensive side of the ball, and I think they're going to bring it again. Uh, I think they've got a taste of blood, and they like the way it tasted, and they want more of it. Um, you know, I, I think <laughs> they didn't accomplish anything on Saturday, and, that, and they know that. You know, if they were celebrating that game uh, like it was some sort of win, uh, I, then I would be more concerned. But everything I've heard this week is they're getting after it. I think they've got really good leadership on that side of the ball. They've got a lot of guys that are uh, playing the best football of their life. I don't, I don't think they're going to take a step back. Some of those guys are in contract years. Um, I think they've got good leadership. Uh, I think they're playing with a lot of confidence. Uh, they're playing fast, which is a evidence of confidence. Uh, I don't predict a letdown on defense at all. Uh, you know, the, the offense might have a look, an issue here or there. Uh, but, again, too many advantages for, for, for them to come out slow. And I think, you know, obviously they've always got um, – you know, Sarkeesian to lean on. Sarkeesian can scheme his way out of a lot of trouble, even against the best coaches 
uh, in the country. So I, I don't predict the letdown at all. Uh, you know, that, that was the biggest thing I, I was asking about on Sunday. Everybody was cognizant of that potential. Uh, everybody kind of said, no, that's, uh, we're not worried about that. Everybody seemed focused on the next game already. So, you know, I, I don't, they, again, they don't feel like they accomplished what they needed to on Saturday and they're still very hungry. Speaking with Eric Nolene, publisher of InsideTexas.com. Eric, I agree with you. It seems to me, and this is just how I see it a little bit, it's easier to have a letdown game on football, or excuse me, on offense, where they're just not in, in they're just not in sync, right? Yep. Whereas on defense, it tends to be a harder to have a letdown game because your defense tends to play at a, at a high level all the time when your defense is really playing well. Is that how you see it a little bit too? Uh, I do. You know, I, I don't know if that held true in the 2018 uh, Sugar Bowl with uh, Georgia, but uh, for the most part, I think they're going to show up, play fast, and they're going to hit hard. You know, um, you know, maybe they get schemed that first uh, that first series, and it looks like they're sleeping or something. I don't know how it's going to play out, but I, I feel confident they're going to show up. They're, they're hungry and they're physical and they're fast. Um, you know, they they've got pretty good advantages on that side of the ball from from what I see. Yeah, um, UTSA's uh, receivers are good. Mm -hmm. uh, their quarterback is a veteran guy. Mm -hmm. uh, and so how Texas uh, negates that uh, seeming advantage because Texas quarterback game is not going to be as good or is going to be uh, less experienced for sure uh, is going to be uh, key to that game. Um, I want to talk to you. You mentioned the defensive line and a lot of those guys in contract years. And I think that's, you know, a big point. Um, but are we starting to see the results of some development from Steve Sarkeesian overall in the program? Um, because this is his second year. We've, we're seeing a better defense. Um, we're seeing an offense that's starting to put pieces together as well. But that defensive front, the development in general, seems to be going in the right direction, more so maybe than at any other time in the last handful of years under any Texas coach. Yeah, I'd agree with that. I, I took I was taking notes trying to come up with the five guys that I've seen the most improvement from, and four of them were on defense, and three of them were on the defensive line, and that's uh, Coburn, Sweat, um, and uh, Co uh, Coburn, Coburn, Sorrell, and Sweat, I believe I have. Uh, you know, we heard good things about Sorrell in August, and that was always exciting because his ceiling is so, so much higher than I think a lot of people realize. He's just so big and mobile. Uh, you know, once he got to campus as a freshman, put on, you know, 30, 40 pounds, but kept his movement skills, he was almost guaranteed to go to the NFL just because there's very, those guys that size that can move are are hard to find. But he's playing uh, with more consistency than we've seen. But Coburn, to me, is really the one that's standing out from uh, from a difference year over year. Uh, he looks quicker. Uh, he's getting upfield more. He's uh, I think they're letting him attack more instead of just you know having a two gap. When you two gap all the, all game long, it really you, you tend to lose your will. You know I think that's when he started standing up too much at times last year. Uh, but when you're a lot of tech, you're, you're playing with better fundamentals. I think you're, you're, you get, you're more excited about the game. You know, last year there was a, a problem with a number of them when they were asked to do that sweat. One of them, uh, we would hear that, you know, when he was asked to pass rush, sweat was an entirely different guy. I think this year they're more excited about their roles too. And then, uh, you know, Baron Sorrell's uh, come a long way since last year as well. You know, we've always been high on him, but I think he's probably even a little bit ahead of us. And, and we were, we we're already really optimistic on him. Um, if there's one, bugaboo right now with Texas on defense is the lack of causing turnovers. Um, I think they've only caused one at this point, right? Uh, in the season through two yeah. games. Uh, is that uh, a, a worrisome fact or is that just a anecdote at this point? I mean, uh, maybe a couple more games that that fact becomes more relevant. Uh, what are your thoughts? It's only a kick, a jump, a block. It's only a serve. 
It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Yeah, you'd like to see a, a bigger sample size. You know, and they have, they're really not, they're probably not getting their hands on enough balls to begin with. Uh, you know, that's part of it. Um, there was a couple times I thought they could have gone for a punch uh, on a tackle uh, in the last game. Um, you know, those opportunities are always going to present themselves. You don't, you'd like to see them take more advantage of it. You know, uh, Jameson almost had that pick. It's very uncharacteristic for him to drop it, but he was probably getting his, his ankle rolled up on at the same time. Um, so, yeah, you, you'd like to see it, but it is a very lim limited sample size. Uh, we'll probably know a lot more this week uh, and certainly after Tech. You know, they're going to try to spread them out and uh, test that defense. You know, the defense was uh, gave way a little bit. When Alabama caught their second win in the fourth quarter, it was when they spread them out. Bobby, you talked about this on Sunday. Uh, that's what that's what UTSA is going to do. I'm I'm quite confident, and so Texas is going to have to get their eyes on some footballs and then get their hands on them. Yeah, and and not not uh, overrun the quarterback and lose contain. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean that's that's really it. it Oyagufu well, is going to be challenged in that way because of all the guys, he's the one that has been the uh, worst culprit. I think, of course, he's played more snaps at that position than anybody else too in the well, last two years. Yeah, um, when we, uh, we wrote about his improvement versus the run. And then, uh, you know, it, it was funny. We talked to his sources. I said, well, what about, you know, what about him over on the quarterback and giving up those running lanes? And the guy said, well, we're going to have to see how it goes in the game. So that told me everything I needed to know there. Uh, it's unfortunate. You know, he's going to have he's going to he's going to beat that tackle quite a few times this weekend. And so he needs to learn. He needs to remember to get flat. Um, they've got some some issues at, at offensive tackle at ETSA. So that's going to present some good opportunities for uh, Sorrell uh, Agufo and and hopefully those younger guys, because the, the younger guys in the program to me are the most exciting from an NFL standpoint. Well, you look at Ethan Burke, for example. Um, you know, he's a guy that that can swallow up. He's that guy that can play sp spy, perhaps affect the passer as well as swallow up any any run games. It's any kind of overrun because he's just so fast at that size, and so he has not yeah. only the length but the ability to make up uh, space in the open field, even against a good runner. Uh, like uh, the uh, UTSA quarterback. Uh, another piece of the development uh, that we talked about, and, and I mentioned in today's article on InsideTexas.com, uh, Eric, was the offensive line and what we want to see there. Uh, we're two, two games in uh, to this season. Pass protection has been better than expected. Mm -hmm. I, would you agree with that? Uh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. Run game, not as good as you want, uh, particularly against Alabama, but you're playing Alabama. Right. Um, and so, you know, you're playing five future front seven guys or front five guys. Uh, uh, so you're not going to get a great running game going most likely against Bam. Um, where do you think this offensive line is headed as we march through the year? And what do you think we'll see this weekend against UTSA? Well, I think they're on the course to be better than we expected. You know, they're already ahead of where we thought. You know, we were just kind of hoping for league average. Uh, you know, what I wrote in August was they need to pick up where they left off last year, not start over from scratch. And they, they clearly picked up from where they were last year uh, when that offensive line started to come together. Kelvin Banks has been better than I thought he would be. And I was, you know, I've been beating that drum for a very long time. Uh, Christian Jones, you know, we were pumping him up a couple of years ago when a, fl a flood first got there. They thought he had really high upside. He was not ready for prime time last season. Uh, but clearly he's improved a lot, every bit as much as Keandre Coburn, uh, probably the most improved player in the program right now. Uh, Cole Hudson has come in and played very well. Uh, you know, he's he's a spirited run blocker, but I think he's holding up better in pass block than, than anybody anticipated. He came in uh, from a, a, a very run-centric uh, system in high school. 
and uh, Jake Majors, they played admirable. But they're also, man, those protections that they had for him dialed up were, were exactly what you'd hope for Kyle Flood, uh, having the familiarity he had with Alabama. So they, they drew up a perfect game. I'm more curious to see what they do uh, when it's more man-on-man uh, -man and they're just trying to blow people off the ball. Can, you know, can they do that this week against uh, the different fronts that they're going to see? UTSA is going to throw a lot of different looks at them. I want to see how cohesive they play and if they can push the push the line of scrimmage. That's what they really need to show this week. I, it was interesting. Um, you know, you, you believe or I believe that UTSA is going to because of who the quarterback might be. It's not Quinn Ewers. So either Hudson Card or Charles Wright, either one, it would be assumptive to to think that UTSA is going to try to make Texas throw the ball to beat them, right? Um, yeah. And and so if you're able to get any sort of run game going off of that to counteract uh, that, it just changes uh, the complexion uh, whatsoever. I want to mention this, and you mentioned Kelvin Banks. You and Jerry Hamilton, uh, some people were saying, oh, he's a guard, he's this, somebody else is going to be a tackle. You guys were vehement from the outset that this guy is a special tackle prospect. Yep. And boy, he, is, he has shown nothing but, but that through two games. Obviously, he has a long career and season ahead of him, uh, but he has looked outstanding. And you mentioned Cole Hudson. The, the thing that I notice about Cole, he doesn't overrun his block. He doesn't overset. Uh, a lot of, even Junior Anglau, I thought, uh, and Texas has had that problem with their guards. They get him out there in space, yeah. and they overrun and overcommit, and people slide inside of him pass protection. Uh, Hudson's doing a good job of fitting, uh, and, I, and I think that's uh, going there. And we didn't, you didn't mention Hayden Connor, who right. I know you're high on as well. Yep. Um, and so those guys all as a group, I feel like are coming on uh, to the point that, you know, the only one they necessarily lose a year from now is Christian Jones. Getting engaged is a moment worth cherishing. A one of a kind ring that you design at Blue Nile can help your love sparkle. Just choose your diamond and setting. When you found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Finding the right engagement ring can be nerve wracking. At Blue Nile, you'll have the expert guidance needed and a diamond guarantee that ensures you're getting the highest quality at the best price. Cherish all of life's moments and save up to 30% at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Yeah. And, and not all of these, Bobby. Um, you know, Connor got dinged on that, that block back, which everybody's been making since they were five years old when they can. You, you can't pass up that opportunity. It's just too hard. Um, you know, I mean, Based on the, the new rules and all that, that's, you know, whatever. He, he broke the rules, throw the flag. But, yeah, it, did, it didn't break my heart when I saw it. Um, they're, they're playing, they're playing uh, not a lot of false starts. We saw way, way too many false starts last year. They just, they're playing good as a group. Now I want to see them, you know, surprisingly, they're, they're, they're ahead of where we, we were from a cohesive manner. Now I want to see them push some people off the ball and, and really get the run game going, even when the, the defense knows that the run game's coming. Yeah, and then and give give Bijan a chance to or, or Roshan a chance to shake a tackle too, right? Yeah. So yeah. I mean, look, they're gonna UTSA is gonna fit the run game probably. Uh, the question is whether or not Texas can fit it and create some one on one situations in the hole that maybe Bijan is able to 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 push through because he is you know a tremendous uh, running back. Um, we're talking about all this talking with Eric Nalin at InsideTexas.com. By the way, uh, we're running a special right now: one dollar for one month. At InsideTexas.com, please visit us um, uh, there. Uh, Eric, myself, Jerry Hamilton, Justin Wells, Ian Boyd, uh, Joe Cook, Paul Wadlington. Uh, we're all there each and every day uh, bringing you the news on not only the team, but also uh, recruiting as well. Uh, Eric, uh, what do you think, you know, 
what do you think Texas needs to do here this week uh, to show progress? Even and no letdown, but not only a, no letdown, but progress as they go towards uh, or angle towards conference play uh, a week from now against Tech. Well, number one is the team-wide effort, the same effort that we've seen the last two weeks. Uh, but number two is <clears throat> is win with your strengths. Um, you know, there's there's two ways that you have to win in football, uh, one in the trenches and one in space. They should win in trenches because they've got the size, the athletic advantage, uh, the power advantage. Um, you know, it's, it's the recruiting advantage that they have. They have that, and it, it's, it should show up. It needs to show up. But then they also have the advantage in space. Um, you know, if they've got better athletes, speed wins in space. So those are the two ways to win in football. And sometimes you can be a big team up front and get beat by space teams. You know, Deuce Vaughn has made a lot of uh, better better teams in the trenches uh, have paid because of Deuce Vaughn in space. But Texas can win in space and win in the trenches. And, and really, they need to. Uh, we want to see better zone coverage because uh, they're going to, like I said, they're going to spread them out like Alabama did in the fourth quarter. They do have good receivers. If, if you're unfamiliar with UTSA, but you watch Tom Herman at U of H, it's kind of similar where Harris is like Greg Ward Jr. And then they've got, uh, you know, three wide receivers that can beat you if you're not careful. Uh, and they're, they're going to be multiple on offense, too. So you want to see discipline on defense. Uh, but win, win, win with your advantages. You know, w- when North Shore or Duncanville beats up on a, on a team, it's not because of their superstars. It's because their 10th player is better than the other team's third best player. Uh, and Texas has that advantage going into this game, uh, and they need to exploit it. Um, what do you make of uh, UTSA's issues on its offensive line? It's my understanding uh, one of their ta- offensive tackles is out. They're starting a walk-on. Uh, mm-hmm. The other one is questionable, but likely. Uh, um, what, do you, what do you make of that that problem for UTSA and how it might impact the game? Well, they're going to try to get the ball out quick. It's you know everything that we were talking about Texas having to do versus Alabama. They're going to be trying to do the same thing. They're probably going to t- borrow some of those protections that uh, that that Sarkeesian used uh, on Saturday. Yeah, I, I'm expecting to see trick plays. Any way that you can slow down the rush. Uh, you know, you can use speed to their to your advantage if if uh, if you're not disciplined. You know, they might try to take advantage of Ovi getting upfield. Um, you know, screens. We'll see some trick plays. They run a hook and ladder in the first game versus U of H. Um, you know, we're going to see it all. They're going to be multiple. They're going to test discipline. They're going to test that zone coverage. Uh, but yeah, they're going to have to get it out quick. Um, I think they will. You know, Will Stein's a good offense coordinator. He was at Texas for a while. Um, you know, they're going to have a good plan. I just don't know that they have the, the people to execute and pull it off. You mentioned the offense coordinator, Will Stein. He's also at uh, Lake Travis with Hudson Card, right? Right. Uh, yeah. so that's that's an interesting and was a GA at the University of Texas uh, as well. Um, you know, before we before I let you go uh, on this, I want to ask one more question as it relates to US, UTSA. Um, they played a triple overtime game uh, against U of H <sighs> and then followed that up with an overtime game uh, against uh, Army uh, last week. What is this th- – th- are they going to be? I, I don't. I I don't want to say they're going to be tired because they played right. this extra time because obviously they've had a week to to get their legs back under them. But what does that does that have any effect uh, or impact on the game whatsoever that they've played so much more football uh, maybe already than uh, Texas or Texas has? Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. 
Yeah, I don't, I don't know how to calibrate for, uh, for that. I don't know. You know, they did not play all that well versus Army. Uh, their plane got in late on Friday night. They missed their walkthroughs. They missed meetings. They had a lot of penalties. They, uh, you know, 10 men on the field on special teams, 10 men on the field on defense. They played. They didn't play very well. Uh, they gave up some, uh, some long touchdown passes to the running back. They lost him coming out. Texas will test that, by the way. Um, I, but I think they're going to play much – I think they'll play a better game or at least come out with better intentions than they did versus Army. Uh, they, they didn't come out very fast in that game. Uh, I think they're going to come out and be spirited. But, you know, you just got to punch them in the face and and, and, and break their will. Uh, I think that's how Texas is going to end up winning this game. But I don't think the overtime games are going to play uh, much into it just because they'll be so excited to play Texas. You know, this is, a, this is the biggest game of the year for them. Yep. Uh, InsideTexas.com publisher, Eric Nalin. Uh, you know, Eric, I, I appreciate your time. Uh, we want to thank our sponsor as well, Wix Law. State of the program is brought to you by Wix Law. If you've suffered a personal injury and need to recover real compensation, you need a real lawyer. Call Wix, uh, call Paul Wix with Wixlaw.com. Wix Law can handle your car wrecks, truck wrecks, or other personal injury claims. Get a real lawyer to help when you're really injured. Uh, Eric, I, I appreciate your time, and I know folks enjoy this weekly segment. Uh, you know, to sum up, essentially, not sure, but not sure at quarterback and focused on ongoing improvement overall. That, that's really what we're summing up right now for, for the focus of the next 72 hours uh, or so before Texas kicks off uh, against UTS. Yeah, correct? we're not reporting on the quarterback. Um, and, you know, that, we'll let that be announced whether we see who's warming up and who goes into the game, I think, is where that's going to come out publicly, at least if, if Sark has his way. Yeah, I mean, just come out, play with effort. Uh, play to your advantages. That's the lines. That's in space. You know, Texas still has all the advantages in this game other than maybe quarterback. Um, so, you know, it, it should, I know a lot of people are scared about it. Um, you know, because, you know, Jeff, Jeff Trailer's almost, uh, reached a mythical, uh, uh status by now. Uh, he is a good coach. He did a great job at UT, uh, but he's up against the wall here. Team effort. That's what we yeah. want to see on Saturday. Team, team effort. effort. All right. Yeah. Uh, and a team that plays together, even when the, the back's against the wall too and uh, lifts each other up. All right. Uh, thank you so much. Once again, one month uh, for $1 at Inside Texas. Uh, for Eric Nalin, publisher of Inside Texas, and Bobby Burton, this has been State of the Program.